It's the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. So, so let, let's touch on, you know, um, our, our, our demographic counterpart, you know what I mean? The, the black women, mm. like what are some, what are some of the stigmas you, or, or, or stereotypes you think they have about us? We already talked about, you know, the, the FedEx package. We already talked about that. You know what I'm saying? So what else, what else y'all think is out there that, that black women think about black men? Um, Explain what FedEx package is for those who just are just now tuning in. <laughs> no, I'm not, because you just want to talk about packages, like always. <laughs> <laughs> My last name is Johnson. I don't have to talk about packages. So anyway, the fact uh, that you iterated <laughs> that your lat, you know what? So so anyway, guys, let's not get too on topic about packages. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, when it comes to black women. Think uh, some of the stigmas that are shot at us. I got one. You got you got one. He got one ready. He got one in the chamber. Go ahead, Mark. You know, like if you're a uh, single black man, all types of things, all types of things come come to mind in their minds. Um, If you're a single black man, especially if you're uh, not married and don't have any kids by a certain age. It puts you in in that box of being other, homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened to me a number of times, especially um, you know at the job. You know, different jobs I had. You know, um, women would ask me, "Am I married? Do I have any kids?" Nah. How old are you? Um, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. then like. You know, like later on, you know, months down the line, whenever um, uh, we build a, a real friendship, they would come and say, like, I, I thought you were gay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's a big one. That's one. Another, another one I can think of right off that is um, if you're not gay, you must be weak. You can't keep uh, uh, you're not capable of keeping uh, mm-hmm. of establishing and maintaining a, re- a relationship with not only a woman. But with a black woman, you're too mm-hmm. weak. Mm-hmm. You are not uh, strong enough. You cannot keep, uh, you don't have it in you to keep, quote unquote, a black woman in her place to, to tell her how to behave, that sort of thing. So an- another big one is that you're just a, mm. weak mother- a weak motherfucker and you don't have it in you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, you, you don't, you're, not, you're not assertive um, as, a, as a black man. You don't know what you're doing. That's another one too. You don't know what you're doing. If by mm. a certain age you aren't married with kids, you're either gay, you're weak, or you're straight up fucking clueless. You have no idea you're what you're lost in the world. You're lost <laughs> in the goddamn sauce. Yeah. And not good sauce either. Yeah, you know? I've, I've been called Peter Pan before. Oh, Jesus, I have too. By <laughs> Peter people. Pan. By people. Damn. Well, explain that, because <laughs> no, I ain't, ain't trying to be funny. Like, what, like, what do they mean? Like, you was you was a lost boy, or you wanted to main, be a child forever, or you were... Smooth and creamy, like. <laughs> 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 
you were, you were, you, know, you were, uh, they needed a, a EpiPen to fuck with you. Like, what do they mean by that? You just don't, they think you don't want to uh, engage in the things that build an actual black American man. You don't have it in you to engage in those things. You are not married. You don't have um, a house. You don't have uh, a, a stock portfolio. You don't have any of these things um, to bring to the table. I fucking hate that expression, bring to the oh, table. So kind of like you, you a man child. You a man child, yeah. And then okay. never mind if you're uh, 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 into the enter into the bargain. Uh, if you have interests that are like comic books or science fiction, or you still watch cartoons, or you know you engage in certain behaviors, you can hang out with your buddies and have a good time, or you love your mama a lot, you know, or your dad mm -hmm. or your brothers and sisters. So it all comes to you being considered weak. That's my perception. That's my take on what a motherfucking Peter Pan is. It's all of those goddamn things, and it's meant to be an insult. It's meant to be an insult, you know. Mark, what what is your opinion of that? What does it mean when somebody says you're a real Peter Pan type person? All everything you said, all yeah. of that, but um, that uh, comment came from a from a girl that I I didn't have any interest in. She showed strong interest in me, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I didn't I didn't reciprocate the interest, and I, I was straight up. I didn't lead her on or anything like that. But she was just sure. Because I was a single man and I was, I don't know, like she was gifting me something. Like, mm -hmm. but right. when, I, when I didn't reciprocate that interest, you know, she just got really upset and, and told me what was really on her mind. That was mm -hmm. that, she was probably thinking that from the get go. I'm pretty sure she was thinking that from the get go. Yeah. That, either that I mean, or she ended up, I mean, right. With this either, guy. But yeah. I, I was going to say either that or she might not have thought that there's a there's a strong chance she thought that from the get go. But there's also a strong chance she didn't think that. But the fact that you didn't you had the audacity to not show any interest in her when she was quite obviously throwing herself at you or showing pronounced interest in you. Oh, you had to be fucking you had to be gay. You had to be a man child. You had to be a Peter Pan. That might have occurred to her only after you, I won't say you rejected her, because I know that's not the kind of person you are, but you showed no interest and you were honest about it. So now it was hurled at you as an insult. Well, you must be gay, or you must be a Peter Pan. You must be some clueless, aimless asshole in the world who doesn't know what it is to be a black man. Yeah, or, that's easy. Or, I, th I think sometimes they use it as, as an insult to say that you're just not at the place in life that they expect you to be at that age. Mm -hmm. So somebody that's 30 years old, Maybe not so much. 35, once you creep up around 35, 40, people expect, okay, well, why is this black man not married? Like, what's his story? Like, what's his deal? And and, they, and I, again, everybody wants to be able to understand and compartmentalize. And it's wrong, good, bad, or indifferent. That's how it is used. So, like, for example, you touched on something that was important, Brody. You mentioned um, if he loves his mother too much, right? Mm -hmm. Or loves his dad or his sisters or siblings too much. But yet still, you want a man that shows you affection, but you don't want a man that knows how to treat a woman right and treat his mom with affection. Mm -hmm. The thing is, there's a fine line with everything, okay? They're okay with you playing the video game sometime. <laughs> but, but, but if you prioritize the video game and play it more than a, a, an adult should play the game. Well, it's it's I, acceptable for an adult. I, I, I've actually been told that adults shouldn't even play video games. I've heard that many times. And so... Mm -hmm. The stigma is if you play video games, you're lazy or your priorities are out of order or whatever the case may be. Or you don't know how to deal with, you don't know how to live in the real world. You can't cope. Right, right. right. But one about the mama's boy, that really bothers me because that's why we have so many young males, young black males that don't know how to treat women right. 
and don't know how to communicate with them. And overly, they feel like they need to be overly aggressive because they have to dispel that belief that I'm soft. I'm a mama's boy. I'm weak. Mm-hmm. So now, so now you've got these young males and for all the men listening to have daughters, I feel sorry for them because they're going to run into men that feel like they have to overcompensate and they have to be overly aggressive to, to, to show and exert their powers. And also one important thing I want to touch on, we can talk about this another day. This is a topic all by itself. Toxic masculinity. Is there a such thing as toxic femininity? There can be, I believe. Specifically, yeah, that's, that's definitely like specifically in the black, black women, though. specifically in our culture. Is that a, is that a concern? Yes, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, some of the ones that I have been privileged to was just kind of like. Oh, you, you, you must, you must be a dog or, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I've had, even before, uh, I was previously married, even before then it was kind of like, Oh, you single. I, Cause I, I didn't get married until, uh, how old was I? 28, 29, 28. And I didn't have my first child, my only child. Um, until I was 30, 31, something like that. But, you know, prior to that, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you, you, you never married. You ain't got kids. Oh, yeah. You, you must be, you must be one of those guys. Like you, you a player. Like you, you like the dog women out. You like to use them up, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I mean, it's up to you to find out, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, they found out, you know. <laughs> it's up to you to be strong enough to wrangle me in. You know what I'm saying? I can't, <clears throat> hey, wild bull, you know what I'm saying? You got to have a strong rope. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you know, a lot of those stigmas, it gives it gives it it gives men either a sense of entitlement or pride or or it puts men in a place where they feel like, damn, even my own sisters are against me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then and I'm not I'm not condoning, excusing, or 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 justifying or co-signing or putting down any, I'm not doing any of that with um, biracial couples or whatever. But, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta think to yourself, okay, nine times out of 10, they probably did try their own. They probably did at some point, maybe not often, maybe not repetitively tried their own, but at some point they tried their own. So what was it that was said to them and or done to them for those who now preach the preach of I only do outside. You know, I only go outside of my race. You know, something something is there. Because, you know, that's the same, you know, and, and that's something I know a lot of women, they're going to they gonna not like to hear. But that's on the same level. You know, you've got a lot of women. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot of women. You have women who were on one team and now they on the other team because of something that they experienced that was either overly traumatic one time or it kept being a repetitive process. Now I'm not saying 
I, I'm not diving into, you know, are people born gay type scenarios. I'm, I'm not getting into that. I'm, I'm speaking about uh, women who, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we've all seen or po possibly know women, you know, they may have multiple kids, but now they only date women. Okay, at some point you made a conscious decision to go that route. Or you made a conscious decision to mask who you were for an extended period of time to where now you you have children. So I, I say all that to say, you know, those stigmas can can cause a rift in our uh in our cultural unity amongst ourselves. You know, if 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 enough if a man hears enough times, oh, you a dog. If a man hears enough time, hey, Peter Pan. You know, if a man hears enough times, something's wrong with you. At some point in time, if everybody who tells him that has the same skin tone, hmm. Yeah. And either he's going to buy into it, they're going to be, typically, I think there are, there's one of two reactions to that. Either he's going to completely buy into it, just to spite the individuals who are saying that to him or he's not going to give a shit at all and he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do now some people might say that it comes to the same thing but it doesn't um i feel that we need to be aware as i was saying earlier and as we've all spoken on in some way shape form or fashion i think we need to be aware of how we're projecting our security or insecurity onto our own people we have to be aware of that because that can be and often is incredibly yes. damaging and um, incredibly uh, just harmful. And it can also be a generational thing. So what it is you've learned to feel about yourself or about people who look like you, you internalize it, you move in that. And then in that attitude or that perspective, which by the way, isn't yours, it comes from someone else. And then you pass it on to your daughter or to your son and then they internalize it. And then it's, it continues to be passed on ad infinitum. Before you know it, you have a broken system, a broken family, families are systems and uh, families form communities and you have a broken community, you have a broken system situation going on. So, uh, but what I wanted to ask so we, we mentioned a couple of different stereotypes or stigmas that black women mm -hmm. uh, uh, project onto us. What are some of the stigmas and stereotypes uh -oh. we project onto black women? Uh-oh, uh-oh, that's dangerous, bro. Well, hey. What it is is fair. Shit, that's a stigma right there. Yeah. Like, oh. like y'all yeah. afraid of the, the reaction that you're that's gonna right. get. That's, that's right, that's right. That's a stigma. And you Angry know what? black woman, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's right. right. What it is, is fair. It's fair now. It's, it's only fair that we discuss this as we've discussed the things that have, uh, a couple of the things that have projected on us by black women. So what are some of the things I want to hear from you guys that we project either purposely or unintentionally onto black women? Well, let me start this off though. So let me just say really quickly, you mentioned mm -hmm. something earlier that um, systematically some things we do as a culture, as a people, um, we don't see a lot of couples being married or, or even getting to that stage anymore. And I think the whole family dynamic with marriage is, is falling apart, specifically in African-American culture. You see that happen a lot less, okay? Part of it is because of the pressure that's put on the man to be married. And part of it is um, maybe the man doesn't want to be married at all. You don't know the person you're with. You don't know the mate you're with. That's not what they signed up for. Mm -hmm. so, so we talk about stigmas. A lot of times African-American, a, a lot of times black women 
think, well, you know, he'll date you, but he's not going to marry you. Well, did you did you request that of him? Did you present anything? In, did you find out if that's what his expectations are at all? But the first or, thing, we, or if that's his desire at all. The first, but the first thing a lot of times black women do is they say, well, I, you know, I'm gonna be with him. I'll do whatever I can for him. But are you really expecting anything from him? And then this is the issue I have, the stigma that I have, or the concern I have. They'll have children with this man, but don't they won't hold him accountable to stick around and take care of those kids. He's 1000% wrong. But the issue I'm having is, why would you have another one with them? Then another one with them. The stigma that African-American women have is I, they can change me. You cannot change me. You cannot make me into who you want me to be. I'm who I want to be. I can grow with you, but the stigma in your mind- I give the, you that, I give you that. Right, the, the stigma in your mind that you think you can somehow come into my life and. You might make my life better in some ways, but for you to take what organically, right. you think you're going to change that? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But like, and, and just speaking on that part, it's kind of like, I don't know. I think I feel like a, a lot of times uh, black women look at a black man as unmolded clay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good, that's a good piece of clay. Yeah, I could really, I could make something really nice out of that. Like, but he's ooh. a fixer upper. He's a fixer upper. Yeah. Ooh, I could really, I could really, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, it's like, he has potential. Don't you, you've right, heard that? right. Big he's, one. A, he's, he's a fixer upper. Big one. <laughs> like, what? So, what, what made you want to, you know, go out with me? I saw what you could be. Or I saw what your potential was. Like, shit, I don't need you to see my fucking potential. I need you to see my current value. Right. Let me worry about my potential. Because at that point, we talking about uh, me being uh, dependent, or not even necessarily dependent, me being expecting or accepting of me being at a certain level, but I'm not reaching my full potential until a woman get her hands on. I'm not, I'm not down with that. I can't do that. So the question, and I, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that, you and, and Terrence, but the original question was, what are some of the stigmas that we found ourselves projecting I got you. onto black women? I got you. Let's, and let's I, and I, was, I, was listening, I was listening to what y'all were saying. Let, let's throw them out there. Let's That's throw them out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, angry black woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if, if she's having a bad day, she's automatically, automatically in 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 a majority of people's minds, I'm assuming is portraying, oh, she's just being typical angry black woman, or she's just being, you know, a bitch or whatever. She just may be having a bad day. I don't know. Or she actually may be be that way. Who knows? But you know, that's just that's, that's one for me. What about you, Mark? Uh, she don't work out. Like she don't be working out, man. Big you know one. Big one. She got a nice body now, but that shit ain't gonna last long. She ain't yeah. working out. But I mean, I don't really know that for sure. And it's it's wrong, you know, because she could be working out seven days a week. Who knows? Karen? That's a tough one. Um I think I think Wayne kind of kind of took the idea I was leaning towards, uh, but I have heard the stigma about hair, right? So that's that's a huge, you know, a woman, a black woman doesn't have the autonomy and the ability to change their hair and do anything creative with it. Um, I know 
personally who went to the office, tried a different hairstyle. It was her hair. Um, just decided to curl it. It was curly. And they said, oh, wow, you, you, you had your funky hair today. Funky hair, fun, funky hair. What, what does that mean? I just decided to curl my hair. You know what I mean? So I, I'll be honest, like I think in, in our country, our, our culture, African-American women don't have the freedom to express themselves that way. If they decide to chop all their hair off and go natural. But you do, you, do, you, do you personally feel that way? What is the stigma of yours personally that you project onto Black women? Um, the, the stigma that I have, um, stigma that I have a lot of times when I see um, a Black woman that's overly uh, talkative or assertive or aggressive, I see her as trying to dominate her man. She mm -hmm. doesn't, she, she doesn't want to be controlled. She wants to lead. Um, she's lost the the concept that we can lead together or the man is the head of the household and, and that may be an archaic viewpoint um I, I know somewhere along the lines black men have lost their place um, we've abandoned a lot of homes we've left women to raise the kids by themselves so it's forced them to be more aggressive it's forced them to raise our sons and, and daughters alone so what happens you find these women they've been jaded and bitter and every man that's ever been in their life has ran out so they've had to be the father on Father's Day. And then nothing pisses me off more than seeing, <laughs> <laughs> than seeing somebody say happy Father's Day to a woman on Father's Day. That, that's a right. That's yeah. a bullshit. But I, that's because, insulting. Because if, my, if something happened to my wife and I had to raise my kids, I wouldn't expect you to say happy Mother's Day on Mother's Day. Happy, mother, happy Mother's Day, T. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I know you're a single mom you. out there doing your thing. Happy well, Mother's what Day. Do, what, we do, what we do, man, we find every single way to just bash the black man even more. Like we've lost our place in the home. Now we don't even lead our families anymore. Now we don't make the decisions in the house. Now we don't control. Where do we have control? And that's the question I always ask. When you have a woman that's very strong, or you're married to a black woman, or you're dating a black, a black woman that's very strong, she's an alpha. So that makes you secondary. You have to follow her lead. My, my question is, that's my stigma. My stigma is, why can't we work together? Why can't we lead and build together? Why does it have to be, why do I have to be less than you? So you think you're made to, to feel less than? Absolutely. You're, you're made to feel subordinate. And I think a lot of it is a lot, of, a lot of black men don't express themselves very well. We don't communicate very well. Mm -hmm. So because you're not communicating. Yeah, that's take, a big problem. So they take your silence as complicit and he doesn't have the ability to articulate a thought. So now I've got to think for him. I've got to guess what he's thinking. I've got to assume his thought process. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't like that idea. That's one of the I mean, that's, that's something we, we kind of bring on amongst ourselves, though. I mean, especially if you are in that type of relationship in which you, one, you should be able to identify if you're, if the person you are in a relationship with is a communicator or not. If they're not a communicator, you have to understand, okay, either I need to pick up the slack or I need to match their, you know what I'm saying? You you have to understand, like, it's kind of like, oh, like one of those things, like, oh, they're a hugger. You know what I'm saying? If somebody's a hugger, you know, you have to make a decision of, okay, every time I see them, I'm going to hug them because they're a hugger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, one of the things that I wanted to throw out there in, in answer to your question, bro, was... Well, can I answer? I'm sorry. Let me just, since I asked you all, if you'll just allow me, Wayne, since I oh, asked okay, you yeah, all yeah, yeah. What, what your personal stigmas are when it comes to black women, I'll mention one of mine. 
and I know that I don't have very many, but one that I've had, I've cared for a very long time is uh, they don't want my type. They don't want somebody like me. So I sound like, I sound the way I sound. I talk the way I talk. My interests are what they are. Um, whether be that professional, emotional, in terms of entertainment, I am pussy. I am not a man, black or man enough, black man enough for them. So they don't want a man who is open and uh, sincere and doesn't mind. And, and that's a stigma that I have uh, projected onto, onto black women. They don't want a man who is open, who is sensitive, who is uh, quite emotional and willing to, to be forthcoming with those things. You know, uh, and I can say that there's a possibility I haven't approached the, white, the right kind of women, but I can say that I've had probably better luck with white women than I have had with black now what you were saying a moment ago i mean overall you know what well, earlier on in my life also maybe not so much now but um what you were saying a moment ago uh struck a chord in me because some of these things we do it is possible for us to bring on to ourselves so maybe that's the way it was to begin with for me right and i as i was speaking about before i internalized that i began to fucking believe that so i stopped approaching black women altogether i began right. to approach white women that was something that i internalized and even though it might have uh, started off as a thing that was so, from the black woman's perspective, I'm the person. I'm the person who maintained that. So if I'd been approaching more black women, then I probably would have had loads more luck. If I if I built my if I built my own confidence up and and um, began to believe in myself when it came to black women, and not necessarily been, uh, I've never been afraid of black women, but I've always I've always been in terms of romance and sex and all those right. things. I've always been right. highly highly cautious. Because I'm probably going to be judged uh, in areas where I would be judged with white women, with Asian women, with Latin American women, X, Y, and Z, that sort of a thing. So that's just a stigma that I stigma that I have. And again, it is wrong. But as you were speaking of earlier, and as we were speaking earlier, I was saying earlier mm -hmm. as well, all of us, you got to be careful about what you're saying to your people, because they will end up internalizing some of those things, and that will become their reality. That's how they'll walk through life. And the whole of the right. rest of their life will be spent uh, uh, proving that to, in this particular instance, Black women. You know, so that's a stigma of mine. I just wanted to point it out. It wouldn't be fair to me to ask that of you all, and I didn't give one of mine. And that's not the only yeah. one, but it's one of a few. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely feel you on that. Like, um, you know, pretty much kind of like what you're saying is that at some point in time, either you're going to, you know, you're going to become the, you're going to manifest the, the, the energy and the, and the phrases that are thrown your way, or you're going to completely, you know, try to push through it. It's, it's really no middle ground in that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really no, um, no in between, uh, of those two types of scenarios. Um, and I definitely can understand that. Um, I was going to, I was gonna say real quick, Wayne, what I've decided to do personally, I just do what I want. <clears throat> so what that means when I walk into a gas station or grocery store, if I see a, a black lady or she's standing in line beside me, hey, how are you today? Get my things and I leave. I think a lot of times there's a stigma that when I speak, I must want something. Oh, he wants my number. He tried to talk to me. How many times have you heard quote unquote, oh, a guy tried to holler at me in the grocery store. No, I just said, hello, how are you today? I got my things and left. The issue is, the stigma that they have for us is we always want something. We see you in a skirt. We see you in a dress. You look nice. You're showcasing. 
Mm. Sundress. Sundress. There you go. Sundress season. One of Brody's yeah. favorite. One of Brody's favorite. <laughs> cocky. <laughs> My thing is, so 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 one of the things that I have, one of the issues I have is a lot of women will showcase and want to be seen, but you have no right or zero right to approach. To approach them. Yeah. And again, thank, you know, thankfully for me, I'm not. I'm not in the market. I'm not on the market looking for that. But I know simply when I'm in a grocery store, if I'm standing next to somebody and I, I say hello, hey, how are you doing today? They must think immediately, oh, he, he thinks I'm attractive. He saw me in my dress. He was looking at me. No, oh, no. I have no interest in you. Zero. I just said hello. And I proceed to walk out. And, and if you ever want to see somebody get thrown off, just give them a simple hello, how are you? And leave. I'm good. I already, especially if you want to attract the man, but we do the same thing if it's an attractive woman. We already, uh, our, our, our radar, whether or not we are dialed into it, is operating. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, she's attractive. My eyes pick up on that. You know, so if I saw you walk past a black guy, an Asian guy, a white guy, a white lady, and now when you walk to me, you say, Hey, how you doing today? You kind of, you kind of are like hollering at her. Like, I don't see you walking. Like, especially if you're not saying that. If you're not saying that to everybody, if you're not consistently the same way with your approach to everyone you come across, that person has kind of a right to feel as though you are giving them additional treatment. Very, very valid. But what I will tell you is, for me, it's a cultural thing. Like, for example, if I'm in a, in a crowded area and I look over and see the bellman's a black guy and he's carrying the bags. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing today, man? I, I, it's, that's the connection I have with him. That's the connection I might have with her. Hey, what's going on, sister? How you doing today? What's up, lady? How are you? Something simple like that. But again, to your point, it does, I can see how you she would see that as me singling her out. But in those instances, I'm speaking to the clerk as well. I'm speaking to the person. Anybody's near me in that proximity, I'm going to I'm going to greet them the same way. And I think but realistically, though, when people are out in public, they don't speak to every single person that they come across. Well, some not every do. single person. Well, not every single person, but you right. So if you in a grocery store, you, you probably people. cross paths. You in a grocery store after work, you might cross paths with at least 40 people. You're uh -huh. not saying, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, you're not doing Well, that. I think it depends on it depends upon your proximity and whatever. Uh, uh, short-term relationship you might have. So if you're uh, in a long line and you're waiting, it can get kind of it can be kind of awkward for people to just kind of stand there in front of someone or behind someone X, Y, and Z. So you make a little, you know, a little airy conversation, a little airy fairy. And also, if you're uh, dealing with a a person who the, the, the cashier, the person who's checking you out, or the person who is bagging your groceries or your items, or whatever the situation situation might be, and um, I think you do that. Also, although you won't speak to everyone. At a grocery store or at a Walmart or the theater, wherever it is you decide to go, uh, there are a lot of individuals in the world who are just open and friendly uh, or talkative. I'm one of those motherfuckers. Come to come to come to grocery store with me one day. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I'll be, yeah, I'll be no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't be. You can't have a extremely outgoing personality. Mm -hmm. But the average person, there's a difference saying, between no, there's a difference between me being in line behind a woman and being like. They taking long as hell today, ain't they? Mm -hmm. like that's different than me being like, "Hey, how you doing?" No, like, no, those no. are two oh, but, but, but completely different. Yeah, like, 
vocal, vocal like why first of all why are you inquiring why are you inquiring how i'm doing because uh, that, that that's a con that's a conversation opener because if she was like i'm doing good what about yourself oh i'm doing good really what's your name oh my name nope. is terrence what's your nah. name my name's nah, tamika <laughs> oh it's nice to meet you tamika yeah. nice to meet like you open up the whole door right now because that's an open-ended question how are you oh how are you doing is an open-ended question because right so that now, means you you have opened the door to have an open conversation <laughs> with a woman that puts her in a mind state that you are open to her conversating with you, which puts her in a mind state of you He's want to holler. He's a wolf. Okay. Yeah. So again, so again, either you're speaking from a woman's perspective, don't know how you're doing that, but hmm. You're projecting quite a bit because this. No, no, I'm speaking. I'm speaking from my perspective because if I'm in a public place and a woman says, "Hey, how you doing?" Oh, what's up? You 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 checking me out? I'm see, not see, thinking. That's sad. That's sad because, because no, no, no. Because no, that's how argue is completely open ended. Nah, it could really? be from yes, it fine. is. You just say fine, right? And you could closed. say you could use one word. But it's open ended. Like the words you choose to put in there. If someone says, "Is it a left or right?" That's an open end. That's close ended. There's options. How but if doing? I say, "How fine. are you?" I could be like, "I'm fine." Until I got in this long ass line. Actually, I just broke up with my girl. But now that you smiling at and you talking to me, we might have something. Like, but see, but see, that's that's what I mean about you projecting right now. Because I had no intention. It's all about intention. So two words. Keep in mind: intention versus impact. My intention no has perception. To, no, no, no. Don't forget that one. Intention versus impact. So my intention was to show this person that I can speak to them without wanting anything else. My intention was simply to say, hello, how are you? And leave. That was simply my intent. And my impact is made when that person says, I'm fine. How are you? Great. Have a nice day and leave. That's why my, are you seeking impact? Because... <laughs> <laughs> because you're trying to holler. <laughs> it's that simple, bro. Like, let's be real. Let's be no, no. real. If, let's... If, if if you say, hey, how you doing? And they were like, they didn't say nothing back. They just looked at you. In your mind, you would be like, damn, all I did was speak. You couldn't respond. You were you anticipating impact. It's called a ple it's called a pleasantry. And so that's the you issue. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. It was a pleasantry. <laughs> <laughs> that don't require impact though. <laughs> in mind, Black King. If I ever see you out where I know that if you ask somebody how they doing, that means you want. I'm to never, I'm never gonna ask a woman how she doing. Ask anybody, how you doing without wanting something in return? I think that there's a um um man. There's, there's, there's a there's a I think that there's a midpoint. There's a median between where you are and where Wayne is. Sometimes you are going out of your way because you want something in return, and you are seeking impact that that, that benefits you. And sometimes you're, 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 you're just speaking to people and you're just being open and kind and, and a social human being. I don't think it has to be either or. It can be, I think most people are down the middle, actually. So right. there are people who go out there and they, hey, how you doing? And they've got all sorts of uh, sleazeball intent in mind. And then there are those folks who say it just because they're in the line with you. Hey, how you doing? I'm well. How's the weather? The weather's great. How are you doing? X, Y, and Z. So I think most people are down the middle. I don't think that it's, it has to be one extreme or the other. Right. Yeah, so but I'm, if you think about it, socializing requires more than one person. Right. I'm fully so aware. So if you're just speaking to speak, you're not really just 
your attempt is not to be sociable. Your attempt is to engage in a back and forth interaction in some way, whether it's a one word interaction between the both of you, or it's a 10 minute conversation between the both of you. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to be social, that means you are looking to include someone else in some way in an engaging moment. Right. And it, but and like it you say, I'm a friendly guy is different than saying I'm a social guy. Friendly is you smile all the time. You wave at people as they walk by. That's being friendly. Being social is every time I see Brody, he always speak. He always asks me how I'm doing. He always, you know what I'm saying? Telling me about his day. That's being social. Mm-hmm. And you think Terrence the, is trying and, to socialize. And you think the end point for uh, both of those things, <laughs> are uh, they're quite different. Right. Being friendly is being friendly has a link to just acknowledging a person as a person. Mm-hmm. I see you as another human being. Mm-hmm. Hello. What's up, bro? Yo. Those, those, those are being friendly. You're saying being, being so be, for me, being social means what's up, bro? How you been? How you doing today, ma'am? That's being social because I'm expecting an interaction. Because if I say, how you doing today? And you just look at me. The first thing that pop in my mind is, motherfucker, I spoke. You can't speak back. Mm-hmm. See, I'm see, expecting this, you to speak back. But see, this is being friendly, I don't expect you to speak back. This is the thing, this is the uh, thing I'm hold, talking Hold that thought. We got to pick it up on the other side. <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> no, Mark. No fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on the main satellite. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. All right, good night, bro. All right, take it easy, bro. All right. All right.